I mean, I don't care enough to actually buy it, but... Everybody to the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 57. I guess we should all go play System Shock right now. That's right. We are back this week with another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape Network. As always, I am joined with my two lovely co-hosts, Joshua Jackson. Oh, hi, Juan Carlos. Sup, hoes. And this week, we have a super special guest. Derek Craneville, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. So a couple things. <laughs> uh, I would expect after 57 episodes that you would be able to say Josh's name without slurring it. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure last week, at the beginning of the week, long before our, our re- like regular record time, uh, I sent you an email. I sent all of you an email. And I was <laughs> like, I work a lot this week. I couldn't record this time on this day and josh and juan right away were like yeah totally let's do it and then you sent me an email and you were like fuck you we're doing it friday <laughs> so that that's why i wasn't here last week i mean on game awards week too like what an asshole that's what i thought when i read that email i don't know right? about you guys anyways i'm good and i'm glad to be back i'm not a guest you are a super special guest this week you're always you're always special in our hearts do you know what makes you special um no, because I haven't played Fallout 4 yet because I've trying to. You still haven't played to- Fallout 4. Also, I've been also- part of the reason I wasn't here last week is I was just I'm like, I just need to know how Call of Duty Black Ops 3 is before I can <laughs> think or talk or do anything related to video games. Well, isn't that, doing, isn't that, that review already up? You would think that seeing as the game came out a month and a half ago, but instead we're still reviewless. The game is going to be a budget title before their review goes out. <laughs> In, in, in fact, if you look at the like the timeline of when that game came out to today, when the review is still not up, had this been uh, Arkham Knight, we would have spoiled it already, <laughs> like weeks ago. So, I mean, it's not even that long of a game. Uh, on a on an unrelated note, uh, happy birthday, John! <laughs> is Kevin Spacey in this one? <laughs> He's the Ar- he is the is Arkham Knight. The Arkham Knight. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever get a Geekscape game shirt, it has to have something like Jason Todd related. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> or it could Absolutely. say like the number two pod, uh, gaming podcast on the Geekscape <laughs> network on the back. <laughs> or it could have like, it could be like the top, like it could be a countdown. Like it could be like the top three gaming podcasts on the Geekscape network. Number three, Geekscape games. Number two, Geekscape horror club. And number one would be Geeks Game. Well, but let's be real. When was the last time the main show even talked about video games? Like every week? Do you even listen to it? Yes, I did. Uh, they spoiled Ant-Man for me. And yeah, they talked a lot about movies. They didn't talk anything about... Uh, we're, we're off track. We're off track. We're off track. As a title... Because uh, we're usually on to, track. No, we're plugging the other shows. This yeah, is like advertising. We, yeah, well, when was the last time they plugged us? <laughs> Jonathan talks about us all the time. In fact, last yeah, week, I think. No, I get texts from him, uh, which is like a notes about how uh, if we didn't feel bad about Arkham Knight, we wouldn't be bringing it up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like he like he doesn't even talk about it anymore. And then every week we're like Arkham Knight, Arkham Knight, and That's then he brings true. it he up again. He sent an email. Like the only reason I brought it up last week is because he had just sent an email talking about it. No. <laughs> I think one of the prizes so you we guys should read give out his is a copy emails. of Arkham Knight with a little sticky note saying, "By the way, it's Jason Todd." <laughs> 
No, you should just put a sticker over the title where it says Arkham Knight and just say Batman Jason Todd. <laughs> uh, well, one thing that Jason Todd is not in is System Shock 3. I mean, we don't know that for sure know. yet. True, true. Um, talk about out of fucking left field. System Shock 3, like, um, let me consult uh, the Book of Knowledge. So, uh, I already have it up, so... <laughs> no, I just want to see when System Shock oh, 2 came out. 1999. 1999. <clears throat> yeah. For Microsoft Windows. Uh, it's pretty crazy because, like, there was a big. <clears throat> excuse me. And I don't know a ton about the series because, well, like, as well, I. Well, if someone doesn't know what System Shock is, like, if they weren't. Playing... I, know, I know. Yeah, I know what it is. I, it's So, in fact, the Bioshock. I didn't ask if you knew what it is, but to explain it to someone who might not know what it is. I have no idea what it is, to be honest. So, System Shock, I mean, everyone fell in love with, uh, like, Bioshock in 2007. Um, when Bioshock came out, Bioshock is like a spiritual successor to the System Shock series. In fact, a lot of the team members from Looking Glass Studios, which is the studio that created System Shock, went on to join Irrational Entertainment and create Bioshock. Um, and I lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, so System Shock 2 came out in 1999. Uh, fans have been clamoring for a new, new new game in the series ever since then. And there was a big, like, like nobody had the rights for a very long time. Uh, and now Night Dive or Other Side Entertainment owns the rights. Night Dive Studios is working on a remake of the original titles title, while Other Side Entertainment is... They, they actually launched a countdown which displayed two S's and, and there's still a few days left in the countdown, which I believe would have revealed a third S uh, obviously meaning system shock three, but uh, the splash page actually leaked. And so you can actually go to that page and there's a full system shock three logo. See, mm-hmm. see, I'm on the page now and it's not a full logo. So that's why like, I don't know where everyone, everybody was getting this full logo from. I couldn't find it. Uh, I just clicked the link and I, Oh, they've changed it now. There you go. They've they've changed it now, but it, it did have a full logo uh, yesterday. Okay, <clears throat> but yeah, and it's it it totally came out of nowhere. I know a lot of people are really excited about it. So it's the this this new studio, Other Side Entertainment, uh, is made from a like like a lot of the members of Looking Glass Studios are actually in this team now. Yeah, and I would um I would suggest um if you're not familiar with it, um check out Lazy Game Reviews on YouTube. And he, uh, he he does a lot of old DOS um, uh, games and like old retro games uh, on the PC or at least uh, personal computers. Uh, and he did a review of System Shock One, and it's um, and so it's, System Shock Two is supposed to be the big big game changer. Like from everything I've read, System the first game is fine, but Two was the really really groundbreaking one, and that's where the the Bioshock connections and stuff come from. Yeah, and you can like uh, edit your character, and it was there was a lot of those like. It has a lot more um, RPG elements than um, totally. Bioshock, but it, there still was um, uh, a lot of uh, uh, of the same uh, aspect, you know. Like, and I, I would love, like, I don't really play a lot of games on my computer, so whenever I see like <clears throat> old games like this that I would love to play, like, I'm just not around my computer all that much. I would love it if some of these things made it to like tablets, or obviously consoles are less realistic, but. It's it's crazy that you don't see more of these old titles on you know the iPad or Android App Store like like Th- that game would be garbage on the <clears throat> iPad. Why? Because it, like a, a first person shooter on on the iPad. Sure, there's tons of them. Yeah, but they're not fun to play. Sure, they are. Name one. Uh, I can't off the top of my head. But... <laughs> 
but I but I've played some and they they were fun. Actually, GameLoft has a couple of really good first person shooter series. Like modern- GameLoft makes the My Little Pony game. Today I learned. <laughs> Is that Today the I one where care. you build a town and you buy <clears throat> gold to recruit other ponies and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that game. I don't. I, would they allow a game to be on a tablet where you didn't have to do micro purchases? Uh. You know, that's it, we, it is actually yes, yeah. There's so many, there's so many premium games, and it's our own fault that every game is free to play on the App Store, anyways, because we have this stupid culture where everything has to be free. Well, I think, I think, I um, uh, to get to get a little <laughs> off topic. Sorry to step on you, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, to to get off topic, um, I I don't think it's a culture of everything needs to be free. There's this weird mindset that, um, yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll spend sixty dollars or like. $20 on a piece of software for our computer or our consoles, but the thought of spending more than a buck 99 on an app. <laughs> I dude, I, I would disagree with you there. And I think it's actually, it, it's partially a generational thing. I think too, because the people that I speak with regularly and the people that, you know, are around me, no problem purchasing an app. But if I speak to someone like in my mom's generation, literally anything I tell them about, be it Netflix or Apple Music or Google Music, because uh, Songza is shutting down or whatever, like literally whatever I tell them about, like the first question is, is it free? And when I say no, because (laughs) shit costs money and the people that build this shit need to be paid for the work that they're doing, instantly disinterested. It might not necessarily be a generational thing. It might be a, I think a platform thing, um, m- mostly because um, it, there's this stigma of anything that's more than ninety nine cents, two bucks. Um, remember when like apps were coming out? They were like five bucks, and it's like sure, Whoa. those were the those were the golden days. Yeah. Um, so I I think I think that oh my god, I got I turned you guys to voice. Um, sorry, I had a big ding in my ear and it almost fucking deafened me. Um, <laughs> there's um, I I just think that there's a weird dichotomy between mobile purchases and uh other purchases there it yeah i i generalized it but told i i totally meant in regards to mobile purchases yeah and it's yeah. crazy and it doesn't make sense but it is the like the culture or the the society's the way that they view mobile and mobile purchases that has cre- that created this race to the bottom which is why everything is free yeah yeah anyway system and- shock 3 is coming out it's probably not gonna be free go ahead josh Oh, now I was just going to say, and I think part of the reason is because we also part of our culture nowadays is that we feel like we have to have everything and mm-hmm. like in some kind of like weird, like a lot of times like a bragging rights kind of says thing. the guy who has all the amiibos and all the Disney infinities. Yeah, none right? of those were free. <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, if you're playing like one of the free games, like, for example, the fucking Nintendo badge arcade thing. And oh, there's Jesus. a lot of people. There's a lot of people on my Facebook that are like, "Oh, look, I got everything today." I'm like, "Yeah, it only cost you like ten dollars." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of feel like that's more of the. Um, and that's, like that's there's part a of the diff- attitude too. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Anyway, uh, that, that 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 oh, okay. That that said, there is a big like there are a lot of free to play or free to start games that are very good. And very fun, and they get you hooked to them, and then you, and then, and then it, I'll totally spend a few dollars on it because I'll be like, "This is fun. I would love to reward the developer for this per, for for making this and for making me spend so many hours on it." But then you have, of course, the cheap shit where it's like you can play for five minutes, and then you have to wait to recharge or pay ninety nine cents. Yeah, 
But System Shock Three ain't gonna be free. I don't even know how we got on that, but yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Um, but let's move on. Yeah, there's not, there's not a lot of information on System Shock. Oh, there's zero information because it's not technically supposed to be announced yet. Yeah. Um, it was just but, leaked. Uh, so it's, it's a big like. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like ha- I was gonna say it's like Half Life Three big, but it's not. But it's very big. Yeah, it's no, a very it's, big it's, announcement. It's up there. It's, it's up there. Um, what is as big if not bigger than half-life 3 news is nino kuni 2 7 remake did, did you say half-life 3 <laughs> uh, you want to talk about nino kuni then derek <laughs> no you go ahead Spe- special guest is coming back and ru- ru- wants to run the show yeah, it's all you it's all, it's all you sir it's all me it's all this you one, m'lady so at the playstation i was just gonna this wouldn't happen if kenny was on <laughs> it's it's, he's probably still shitting himself <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody checked on Kenny? I, I actually have not seen any posts or any reference to him, and there was no Geekscape proper this week. So, so uh, this, this show, next week's show, will be titled "In Memoriam." <laughs> Kenny um, Craig. Kenny? I, I actually, um, when I when I said that I haven't played any game because of Call of Duty, I might have partially lied because I did play some Counter Strike with Kenny on Sunday night, and it sounded like you've been playing Destiny by the uh, by the pre-show talk as well. So <sighs> we'll get to that. I don't want to get to that. I've heard enough about Destiny for my entire life. <laughs> Sparrow Racing, man. <laughs> who, who gives a shit? That's the Destiny it. subreddit. They, anyway, they, so so they ran so out final, of ideas, so, so they're final like, let's Fantasy take seven. Let's take these car things remake. and make them race, <laughs> and we'll charge people real money for things. For the at car the same is, time, we got some in-game footage of the Final Fantasy VII remake. And there was a lot of stuff there. It was far more interesting than Destiny. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff there. First off, it looks beautiful. Did everybody get to check it out? Yes. 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 Yeah, looks beautiful. Um, the voice actors from Advent Children are back reprising their roles. I did not so, realize that, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, at least that's for amazing. Barrett and Cloud so far. Yeah. But, I mean, anyway. Um, uh, how do you pa- pronounce uh, Barrett's voice actor, Bo, Bo Billingsley? Yeah, yeah. Bo, Bo Billions League. Uh, um, and I don't know who, who who's Cloud, probably Troy Baker. No, he, I um, think he's some like. I think it's Nolan actor. North, actually. <laughs> did quick again a quick quick uh, uh, rat hole. Um, did you guys see uh, Nolan North's little speech at the Game Awards about how to break? It's into so voice, funny. How to break into voice acting? It was something about waiting no. till I'm dead or something like that. He was he was like he's like if you want to get into voice acting, it's a great industry. Here's some tips for you. Um, get a really good quality microphone constantly practice and practice and wait for me and troy baker to die <laughs> right yes <laughs> so funny yeah it was really good uh the biggest the biggest thing uh from the final fantasy 7 uh news is that the uh battle system is no longer turn-based and it looks like it's going to be a reskinned um final fantasy 15 12 kind of battle system um and how do you guys I, feel about that i'm happy that I, I would, it's a different system um i'm kind of I don't know what how to feel about it just being a reskin 15 because that just kind of leads to the idea that 15 is going to keep getting delayed in favor of this. <laughs> the, well, doesn't 15 have a release date? It has a release date for their announcement. I, their haven't we date. learned throughout 2015 that release dates mean nothing? No, but I mean, remember, I think we talked about that when it happened. They released a release date for when they're going to announce their release date. I did. I like do remember February that. Yeah. Or March. I found out the other day that 15 was supposed to be a playstation 3 exclusive no thir- 15 was supposed to be part of 13 and it was being it was titled final fantasy versus 13 
and yeah. then they took so long to bring it out they just called it 15 now yeah sh- shit's getting confusing <laughs> like kingdom hearts 2.8 2.8 kingdom hearts is the weirdest title like the weirdest title series ever all I know is that release dates feel like your stepdad's telling you, like, all right, kid, we're going to go play ball this weekend. I'm going to pick <laughs> you up, and it's the whole weekend, just you and me. And I'm sitting at, you know, on the foot of the stairs with my baseball glove, and no one shows up. Wow. Getting, I like how you said stepdad's plural. Like, it's like. Well, <laughs> I, 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 was, I, I thought of liar, liar, but then I realized that was his actual dad, so I kind of <laughs> fucked it up there. So, anyway. Step, stepdad's. Multiple like, stepdads you know, is why I'm here. <laughs> I do not understand what's going on right now. Never mind, Derek. Um, I I am really hyped for it. I know that there's a weird, decisive split between Final Fantasy uh, fans that like it needs to be the turn-based. Really? Yeah, I haven't heard anyone say that. The Reddit. What so the I hell? Say if you yeah. want to play turn-based, you can you can play that. You could have played that over the last twenty years, right? Yeah, I mean, they, you could buy they, it on your PS4 right now and play it turn-based. And it's upscaled, and it looks amazing. Or you could buy it on your PS3 for like $5 less. Well, it's not upscaled. But it's still, it's just a PC version. Yeah. Or you could buy it on PC and mod it. Exactly. But that's besides the point. That's besides the point. Um, <laughs> I wish right. that... I, I can't wait for that one to come out on mobile. <laughs> it is on mobile. It is, right? That's but cool. Then, but then remember, though, like <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't care enough to actually buy it, but and it and it. Sorry, it's not that I don't care. It's that it's just a big. It's just a big commitment. Yeah. You <laughs> know, like the Call of Duty review. You know what, though, I wanted to. Unlike that Call of Duty review, yeah, yeah, right. it should be like two hours. I mean, you should be able to like play and review the game within like a three-hour span. <laughs> I actually was hearing a lot of good things about this Call of Duty, but. That Me too, to and I would Fantasy love to hear, VII. yeah. <laughs> but no, like, the other big thing about Final Fantasy VII, though, there's, like, a few hours after they released the trailer, they kind of alluded to that it was going to be in, like, the game was going to be not not necessarily episodic, but they said it wouldn't be able to be all in one release. Is that correct, Shane? They, they and I really, really think, and because there's been no official word out of Square... Um, I really, really think that it was a translation, lost in translation kind of issue um, because they said they said something to the effect of it's not going to be um, all put out in one release. Um, and I think that was the exact words. And then, you know, once the big blogs got it and ran with it, the, the with the incorrect information, that's what the story was. I mean, we all we all know how blogs and news or whatever. I mean, um, you know, CNN writes writes a post with incorrect information it trickles down to everybody else and that's the news until it gets corrected. Um, so I feel like this was a case of that, but they said it's not going to be one release. It most likely means that it's not going to be on one Blu-ray. Um, and it would be on one Blu-ray. Come on. I don't, I don't but, think there's any way that that game is going to be so big that it needs two Blu-rays. Well, a Blu-ray is 58 gigs. Yeah, that's huge. But the, the original Final Fantasy seven <laughs> was on three CDs now, if they're taking that's twenty, yeah, so that's like two gigs. If they're taking the content of three CDs, upscaling it to 1080p, adding 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 full voice acting, adding um, it on an entire new engine, it's not going to be using the Luminous engine. It's going to be using Unreal Four. So the, uh, even though the Unreal Four engine is very small and not system heavy, it's much bigger. Final Fantasy VII is probably one of the biggest video games ever made. 
I wanted to I ask you about it. that because you said that on my Facebook, and I and I don't think and Josh so. called bullshit. Yeah, like I even asked Megan, who's like the biggest Final Fantasy VII fan I know, and she was like, "Final Fantasy VII's not that big." Yeah, but that's if you like, like you. But look at how much content is in there. Just just the dialogue alone. If they're gonna do that professionally voiced, and it's gonna be uncompressed like wave audio, that's huge. Right. Fucking Titanfall was sixty eight gigs, and that's just because of uncompressed audio. Something tells me though that the whole game's not gonna be voice acted. I feel like I would. I feel like it'll be cut scenes for like all the key most important I, moments, I, I, and then, I feel then the there'll same, be text yeah. boxes in between. Hmm. I don't know. I but again the the most most likely. I, I, I could see it definitely not like definitely being episodic or whatever, which I, isn't, I th- I think is not inherently a bad thing. Uh, as long as they don't pull a valve and be like, we're going to, you know, break up our next chapter into smaller parts, release more frequently and then fuck off after two of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's the thing that worries me about Square Enix, because as we were just talking about with Final Fantasy 15, like totally. their release schedule, like they can't stick to a release schedule these days. Like, Final Fantasy 13 took years to come out and then Versus 13 got changed to a completely different title and then of course Kingdom Hearts we've had a we've had like a bunch of uh, spin-offs that nobody asked for and then HD remakes of like everything and to the point where they're creating new numbers before we got <laughs> final before we got Kingdom Hearts 3 literally numbers that have never existed before <laughs> I, I brand I, new numbers I just feel like uh, and this is purely the uh, opinion of Shane that it was a translation issue, and they would be stupid not to release the entire product as one bundle. Um, uh, and the the idea of making a game like this episodic is um, asinine. But that being said, Devil's Advocate, this goes back to a week, two weeks ago, when my argument is AAA video games are worth more than $60. And when we are expected, when we are offered content, uh, going over the sixty dollars price tag, and we bitch and moan. We we need to like step back and realize that games are still selling for the same price that they were ten years ago. I, th- I think that on, I I I'm glad you brought this up actually because I remember listening to it and thinking like, oh, I wish I was on here to talk about that. First yeah, of all, for, first, what's that? Where was I? Yeah, <laughs> you t- you told me to f off, so I was <laughs> just cr- crying probably. Um, in any case, you first of all. I wish games were $60, but I live in Canada, so they're like 80 plus tax. Uh, $100, basically $100. Canadian, where they're $100. Or not Canadian, uh, Australia. Australia. They, they basically are $100. And in Australia, aren't the taxes worked into the total cost? I don't know. Because it's not the $80 that I pay is before taxes. In any case, it's such a relative thing, too, I think. Like, there are AAA titles, yes, that. You know, they release their title at 60 or $80 Canadian or whatever, and they release a, a what's it called? Season pass with extra content or they start working on extra content. Like, for instance, The Witcher 3, not one person on the entire like if you're bitching about a season pass with extra content for The Witcher 3, you're an idiot, like for, like 100 percent. Uh, but for instance, if you look at Battlefront, where the like there's less content than the previous Battlefront game. And they want you to pay fifty dollars for extra maps and shit. Like that's that's it's relative. Like that is not the same 
quantity or quality of content as you as you're getting in some of these other releases. But you you also again have to take in mind, and I know we're kind of repeating ourselves, and we should make, we should really make this quick. But you have to take in mind that what's the total budget of Witcher Three, and what's the total budget of Battlefront Three, and and keep in mind that you have to pay the Disney licensing, the Lucasfilm licensing. You have to pay all the, the, the actors licensing. You have to pay for the advertisement of a game. You know EA is going to advertise the shit out of their game, and Disney wants a certain level of advertising for their product, whereas The Witcher is 25 dudes in Poland working on title. Is how many people at DICE need to get paid. So, But, I mean, if EA and Star Wars has a, obviously a significantly higher budget, it doesn't mean it's any more fair for us. Like, it doesn't make the game any more valuable. Oh no! Absolutely, it might cons- not, it, as a it consumer, might not be, it might not be more valuable. And I got downvoted to shit on Reddit for saying this, uh, even though I I felt like I eloquently explained my my position is that downvotes you know, not a disagree button. Yeah, yeah, fuck, um, <laughs> dumbass. I, not not fuck to you, but fuck. Yeah, Reddit. I know what you mean. Um, it there has to be a new like a new thought process when it comes to pricing games. Is that hey, yeah, this game is it's coming to market it needs to be 110 dollars to get the to get the full thing and that's that's basically what the the battlefront experience is to get the full experience you're paying a minimum of 110 dollars and they should just put it all on the disc give it all to you up front and say hey 110 dollars and we we talked a few weeks ago that games on the snes would come out for 90 dollars like Final Fantasy three was a ninety dollar game. Yeah, but I think we mentioned too that a lot of times when it was ninety dollars, that was from like some mom and pop that sold it for whatever they wanted. I think the MSRP was still yeah, 60 MSRP generally. didn't exist back then as much. Yeah. I and I and I think I agree with you to a point that I do think that there shouldn't be this kind of this is how much you know and not not counting indie stuff which is priced all over the place but this is how much a triple a title costs like the price is pretty standard and i don't th- think that it should be standard because there is more value in certain games and certain games you know like i agree like should cost more but i think battlefront's a bad example because even with the <laughs> 110 version like even the 110 dollar content you're still not getting as much as a game of a game uh, as you would with a, a game half the price. And the fact that it's a licensed game shouldn't change that because they're making shitloads more money off of it because it is a licensed game. Yeah. yeah. Like it I, sold twice the copies as it would have otherwise because it's a Star Wars game like instantly. I, I think I think it's a real interesting topic that I would I would love to hear people's inputs. Um, and I just realized we didn't have a mission objective of the week, but how about we say what a value of a game is and get our listeners uh, feedback on it. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, that's actually right. a good idea. Can you rephrase the question? Yeah, well, we can think about it. We'll, we have another. We'll make it. We'll 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 chop it up. But uh, Derek, we've we've beaten that into the ground. <laughs> sure. And we really want to hear about Nina Kuni too, which again felt like a huge out of left field. Totally uh, didn't release. expect it at all. Nina Nina Kuni was actually, one. Wait, of... Juan, do you have anything to say on Final Fantasy VII? Nope. I think everything that uh, I wanted to say has been said uh, poignantly by you three. Um, uh, HD it... dress, HD cross dressing cloud. Oh, that's right! Yas. Hopefully, they'll have DLC so you can wear the dress the whole game. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get it. You guys gonna get it? What totally. Final Fantasy? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So uh, Nino Kuni too. <laughs> Did I? I was so I was a, like I was away from keyboard this weekend and. What is this? 1996. <laughs> people AFK still say someone, someone hey. aged me. <laughs> 
I was AFK this weekend and uh, got back, my, back, my toes BFF Becky. I got back on Monday or Sunday night or something like that, and there was an email in my inbox announcing Nino Kuni two, and I was I I was insanely surprised and excited. Nino Kuni, and actually we're like we're all working on our um, best like end of year lists for. 2015 because we're no, one of those do again you are oh, fuck you man <laughs> <laughs> i pissed off everybody with that one 2015 is coming to a close we're working on these lists so i was going back to 2014 2013 just curious as to what i thought were the best releases of the year for those years 2013 nino kuni was on my list uh it's one of my favorite rpgs of all time uh, and and it didn't sell all that well from what I understand. And I never expected them to announce a sequel. And at the PlayStation Experience this past weekend in San Francisco, um, they announced a game called Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom. It's in development from PlayStation for PlayStation 4 exclusively, as far as I know at this time. Uh, all new cast of characters, uh, new storyline, and they said some new innovative gameplay design as well. Uh, not a ton of information about the game at this point, aside from the fact that it exists and there's a beautiful trailer uh, online and no release date or anything like that thus far, but I am unbelievably excited. Anybody else? Like, I, I, didn't, I, never I know Jonathan's it. excited. I didn't have a PS3. I remember it was actually like Nino Kuni was a great time for me because I remember Jonathan and I picked it up at the same time and we were playing through it at very similar times and we would always be texting about the stuff that was happening and it was uh it was a good bonding moment for jonathan and i hmm. Hmm. Um, i've had one, nino kuni for a long time and never played it i don't even think it's open that sounds like me with fucking fallout that sounds like me with at least half I my library it. my fallout's not open either <laughs> well i no, i opened my fallout i installed it oh well you're one step ahead of me yeah uh, one, why don't you tell us about the big Nintendo stuff like NX and the new Smash Bros. Uh, Direct? Well, I could get the Smash Brothers stuff out really quick. So today we found out that the final, quote unquote, uh, Sakurai <laughs> might even throw another one in January. But the final Direct, which will not only give us more information on when we can get that cloud DLC. At the end of this no. presentation? <laughs> Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Early uh, Christmas present. But and the amiibo is in stores now. Oh, from I, you know what? That's gonna be interesting to see if they even make one just because I think Shane, you were talking about it, or somebody mentioned it that Square is really tight with their licensing, especially since they got their Play Arts Kai like toy, yeah. toy line. So I can't imagine, like, I still need to find out how they got this deal in the first place just to get Cloud on Smash Brothers because. If you would have told me several years ago that eventually Cloud is going to be like in Smash Brothers and it won't be a mod, it won't be a hack, it will be something Nintendo actually puts out, I would have said you're crazy. We'll put Shrek. <laughs> they'll put Shrek before they put uh, Cloud in there. Maybe, or maybe, we can, or Goku. maybe we can get a Nintendo Treehouse employee to come on the podcast and tell us about it. <laughs> yeah, they could lose their job by the end of the night. <laughs> but it, it's insane to me that they actually got this deal going. But then again, look what just happened yesterday of a, another game that's owned by another video game company coming to a Nintendo console. But I mean, things are... Wait, know, which one? Um, my, uh, Minecraft, Wii U. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. T- we'll yeah. talk about Mi- that. Microsoft and Nintendo worked on that together. And, and so yeah. they broke a deal. So, I mean, we're seeing stuff that, you know, a lot of video game fans would never thought you'll see, like, you know, it started with Sega and Nintendo, but I'm, <clears throat> I'm kind of losing track here. But uh, we're going to find out more about the cloud release date, 
and I'm assuming we're going to find out who won the smash ballot, like in terms of who the fans want to see added to the roster. So shovel Knight's a, a lock. Uh, Shantae's been a heavy, heavily rumored character to be included. And then anybody after that is anybody's guess. Lincoln. Um, I'm still voting for cool spot. <laughs> oh my God. I had cool spot, so, but uh, I think Lincoln would be awesome. I mean, the fans, uh, the, the fans demanded or wanted Linkle to be in the original Hyrule Warriors. And I think Anuma and the other developers, once they saw the fans really liked her and, and wanted her included, they went ahead and put her in the 3DS version. So, um, yeah, I, I think Linkle would be great. You have a, the dual crossbow action. I think that'd be awesome. Um, in terms of the NX, uh, Matt, one of our newer writers, uh, he put up a great piece talking about, um, how the Nintendo, the NX would be a hybrid uh, console and portable where the portable as the portable device could give more power to the console, allowing it for uh, faster processing, better resolution, better graphics. Apparently that the PS3 was able to do this with the uh, PS Vita or PS4. Um, Josh, do you know anything about this? Well, it has remote play. But he was saying something that the Vita, when it was not being used, would allow the PS3 or other PS3 consoles to work together. To oh no, he was talking about folding at home, which was this. It was this uh, research project that ran on the PlayStation Three, and basically, while you you had to manually turn it on because, of course, it used electricity and mm-hmm. uh, your bandwidth and stuff like that. But um, it was a service where if you tur- turned it on when your PlayStation 3 was not in use, they basically all banded together to create kind of like a supercomputer and do computations and stuff like that. They were trying to like cure diseases and stuff. What it was, it it was something that had been on um, PCs forever. But then when the PS3 came out, because you could easily put Linux on it Mm -hmm. and folding at home could easily be like converted. Basically, it it took unused clock cycles to uh, just solve math problems. And they were trying to deconstruct cancer genomes. Oh, so it was, uh, it was something, uh, it still is fairly big. I used to do it religiously. Um, and it was just, just your, your unused clock cycles, just doing math. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah. But, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, we don't, we won't know anything for sure. Cause anything up to this point, speculation and rumor sure. and hearsay, but you know, we're six weeks, six weeks, six months away from E3. We're halfway there. Uh, so from here until then, it's just going to be just rumors and seeing what gets leaked out on Reddit. And but uh, I think Matt's pretty dead on it. It's going to be something uh, at this point. It's everything's pointing to a console portable hybrid of some degree. And correct me if I'm wrong. They said it's not going to be their next no flagship. It's not going to be their next flagship. Which, if he's right, will this be something that complements the Wii U? I don't. Uh, I don't I, think I, that's going to happen. I, I can't. I think this is just an abandonment of the whole Wii Wii U thing altogether. I think I I I agree as well. And it's, as it's, great as the Wii U is, and as great as the library mm-hmm. for the Wii U is of first party titles, it's. So similar to the Wii in that third-party support is non-existent, and Nintendo needs to change that. And as from as a Nintendo fan, I love what they're doing with the Wii U and everything like that. But to actually be more successful in this business, they need to sell consoles. 
I abs- I and they're not going to sell and as and their first party titles are unparalleled and they're better than anything else on the market but they're not going to sell consoles without the Call of Duties and without other stuff that sells and games. I found out I found out just the other day that um I was under the impression that they use Blu-rays but they don't. No, they don't. They use like some proprietary, yeah, it's like proprietary. twenty-five gig disc. Which they is- have to get. They have to start using some standards too. Like <clears throat> in terms of let you know, I get a new 3ds. Like, why was it such an? I didn't talk about this, but I got a new 3ds. I, I mentioned that, but I finally got around to transferring my stuff to from my old 3ds to the new 3ds. And when you say new 3DS, you mean the platform, the new 3DS. New, yeah, new like 3DS, 3DS XL, too. yeah. Um, such a fucking awful experience. <laughs> really? So first of all, I had an 8 gigabyte SD card in my old 3DS, uh, standard size SD card. New 3DS uses micro SD, great. Comes with a 4 gigabyte card, great. I'll buy a new one off Amazon, no problem. To get the... <laughs> whoever designed this idiot well they're so paranoid about like they're so paranoid about like either hacks or like um sharing a game sharing that they make it like as difficult as possible so anyone anyone that that has even ever thought once i wonder if i could hack this 3ds to play free games having the sd card slot where it is is not going to stop them at all Mm -hmm. so anyway so i have to go to put this sd card in i'm like that's weird where's the sd card slot you have to get a like size zero Phillips screwdriver, unscrew <laughs> the back panel, like pop the back panel off using the stylus, and it's scary as hell. It sounds uh, like it's gonna snap, scary. doesn't it? Yeah, I thought it was gonna break. Uh, and then you pop the SD card out, screw the thing back in. So, and that's not like that's that's awful. That's stupid. But then I have to do this stupid wireless transfer thing, which took like five hours <laughs> and of course the new 3ds doesn't come with an ac adapter so i have to constantly i have to sit by my 3ds's <laughs> and as the battery goes down and as the battery dies i need to switch the power adapters to the other console so that one of them doesn't die that sounds like a joke like it <laughs> well, should be and, a joke and, and there's one thing that a lot of people didn't know is that you don't need to do the wireless transfer you, you can do it PC, on a pc yeah, yeah but i wasn't gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> But it's I don't. Hassle, oh, I don't have like, an. I did. Have, I don't have a micro. I didn't have a micro SD reader around, so that would have involved going to the store to get a micro SD reader. I mean, whatever happened to just popping in the SD card that you want to use and just pulling out the one you don't? Or, or every other console that's ever existed, where I can just log into my account and re-download my fucking games. Yeah, it's insane. It's crazy. It's and, it's like 2016, and they're <laughs> they're so far behind in all this stuff, and they need to fix that. If you know the quote hardcore gamers unquote are gonna look at them start looking at them more seriously here's the here's the thing though and i wanted to mention this when you mentioned it earlier about needing to have the call of duties and such to um get like a mainstream audience back but and i say this as a longtime nintendo fan and probably someone who's i feel like at least that we use better than the other two consoles right now but (laughs) yeah i don't feel that anything nintendo does is going to get that audience because there's always been a stigma going back to the Genesis days that Nintendo. That's you're totally is not right. Like you're the totally adult. Right. Like I, I don't remember. I read this forever ago. Forgive me if this is completely false, but I read somewhere where that the United States was the only country in the world where, or at least North America, was the only country in the world where the Sega Genesis outsold the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo. I believe I read that as well. And 
when you think back at I'll the consult mar- the book of knowledge I'll, I'll consult the book of knowledge to verify and it. when you think back at the marketing it was like you know nintendo's marketing back then is essentially the same as it is now it's just like oh these are our games blah 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 they're just all about their games and then sega ran that really totally. hard um like sega ex- does what nintendo yeah like nintendo's for kids and sonic's extreme and mario's slow and boring sonic was extreme he's he's, he's extremely terrible now he is yeah <laughs> yeah no i i totally that that is a great point and i i don't know i feel like i agree with it but i also feel like it could it could only help things and call of duty was just an example as uh, they need more big third party right titles yeah, no i know exactly but, what you mean. but i feel like if you look online like nintendo fans love the console families love the console if you look at like any reddit thread right they're they're basically all Fuck saying reddit. they're basically all saying you should get a pc and a wii u right and that yeah because those because pretty much everything that you're going to play on the PS4 or Xbox one you can play on PC aside from a few exclusives <laughs> and then Nintendo has all the games that are really different and really worth getting right and then that brings like this discussion brings me back to something that I ran into a lot during the Wii days and we actually just talked about this last week where Shane was like the Wii was full of shovelware and I was like yeah but every console that was like the best selling console of its time was full of shovelware too but it not those didn't really get pointed out as much I remember have running into conversations constantly when the Wii was popular, where everyone was saying, you know, the Wii is just full of shovelware, it doesn't have any good games except for Mario. And then every time a good game would come out, like when Mad World would come out, when Monster Hunter like four oh, copies, God, I like love that game. when Monster Hunter three, when Monster Hunter three came out, when Tatsunoko versus Capcom came out, those people would always say, oh, that game looks awesome, but it's on the Wii, so I'm just not going to get it. <laughs> like I wish it was on PS3 yeah. so I could yeah. get it. And the same people that that would denigrate the system and say, oh, the Wii's for babies. There's no mature rated games. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Shane. But then then with like an M rated game, a good M rated game would come out. They'd be like, oh, I'm not going to buy that. It's on the Wii. What the fuck? Yeah, and that's why that's what I'm worried about. Like if they do put a big focus on kind of courting the third parties to have all of the AAA third party games on Nintendo's consoles, will anyone care? Like... Is the branding well, already think, so set in stone? Well, and I think it's it's been less both these past two generations. It's been less. I think it's been less that the third parties weren't interested in more that the Nintendo architecture has been so much less powerful and so much harder to develop for that it just you know the any potential sales haven't been worth the added development costs because the Wii U obviously is not selling and has not sold all that well. See what kind of architecture it's on? Yeah, right. Of course. Uh, but, but they, it would take so much extra work to port it to the to the Nintendo console. Like they need to, and and it's unfortunate because I love the original stuff that Nintendo does, and you know it's essentially it's you're buying a slightly different looking box that people fist fight over when you're choosing between a PS4 and an Xbox One, and then you've got your Wii U, which is original, is doing different things. I'm afraid that to get but that any of that mainstream audience back to towards being successful again, they're going to have to pull their console closer to the mainstream and closer to the norm, which is unfortunate, but also is probably going to be necessary in terms of making a successful console. Just to give you an idea, and um, uh, the um, the CPU, the architecture is a PowerPC based architecture, so it is um, hugely different from the uh, from the x86. Totally, um, yeah. Um, platforms of everything else. Uh, you have PC, and then the the two flagship consoles. Um, do, and uh, and Sony, both note, Sony and note. Microsoft. Like Microsoft used power. Uh, Xbox 360 was powered PC, weren't they? Mm-hmm. So Sony and Microsoft 
both had hard to develop for consoles last generation and then they were like oh these are hard to develop for consoles let's make it easier for developers so they make more games and we sell more shit and then they both did that and nintendo and didn't he was on power pc as well yeah um, and then Juan, uh, you were going to mention something too no, I, I think with the Wii U, and, and, you, and you brought it up about the mature t- uh, titles and saying, like, oh, it should be on the PS3 or Xbox 360 or PS4 or Xbox One. Uh, it's pr- look at what happened with Xenoblade Chronicles. I mean, you have this RPG, rave reviews, and even some of our listeners have been uh, mentioning our, our question of the week, what's your game of the year? We've had responses, and their pick is xenoblade chronicles and that's against your fallout 4s your call of duties and any other title that's come out this year so it's absolutely possible to have these really awesome good games mature titles with really lengthy stories on a nintendo console i think it's what we have is this uh dude bro thing where it's only socially acceptable to play xbox one and ps4 games even though they're the same game right and then that's Uh, that's what i was thinking too with my sega example even when i was a kid it was more socially acceptable to play Sega because Sega was the cool right. console. And and the thing is, if you're, and I think a lot of these arguments are coming from uh, adolescent males and my only response to them, and I have to deal with these kind of kids on a daily basis. If your masculinity is based on the type of console you have, then your masculinity, masculinity is paper thin. And you also Damn. have to keep it ironic because for a lot of those people making those arguments, they didn't buy that console with their own money because that would require a career or a job at the very least. Their parents bought them that console and they're making the argument on their uh, forums, which by the way, on a computer that their parents probably bought (laughs) with internet that they're paying for, they're saying, no, that this is for hardcore gamers, right? See, and that's why I always have to consider the source. But I know, and and Josh, you know, from all the the Street Pass events and all the Nintendo uh, gamers that we know, they're all what thirties, somewhere in their forties and above. Yeah, and it's like it's no no problem. We all play them, and I think a lot of people do play those games. They want to play those Nintendo games, but they don't want to openly admit or put out the money to play those games. Like what happened with Bayonetta two. They said it's going to be on Nintendo Wii U. The people threw a shitstorm, even threatening to kill programmers from Platinum because they "quote unquote" betrayed the fan base. What I love is that fan base um, that didn't uh, buy it on the PS3 and 360. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so for real quick, real quick. Yeah, so yeah, for so for me, um, I think that's always going to be there, and I think Nintendo is okay with that because look. People are always going to be interested in what the next Mario game. They'll they talk crap about Nintendo being too kitty or being formulaic. But look, the fact is the fact is when a new Mario game is announced, people are going to pay attention. Mario's not going to go anywhere. Zelda's not going to go anywhere. People are still clamoring for a 2D Metroid. You know, so as much as people complain about Nintendo, they still want Nintendo games. So uh, at this point, um, you know. It's it's w- me and you and other Nintendo fans. Of course, we're going to buy the console when it comes uh, for me. I'm going to buy a day one. That's just who I am. But at this point, it's like, how do we get um, that kind of attraction that the NES and the SNES? Of course, it's harder now because, you know, the reason why those Xbox ones and, and uh, PS4 sells because a lot of those people, they'll buy and I don't want to stereotype them, but they'll buy the Madden. They'll buy their Call of Duty and that's it. Yeah. You know, that's all. Yeah. That that's and that'll keep them satisfied. They only buy it for the Madden. The way that people bought Nintendo just to play Super Mario Brothers, they buy those other consoles just so they can play Madden. Yeah, that's that's all it is. It, it Madden or Call of Duty or the Fallout. So if you 
I'm very curious if you were to look at the average Xbox One owner or PS4 owner, see how many games are in their library, and then you take the Nintendo console owner and see how many games it, they have in their library. Because I, I have all systems, I have them all. I have five PS4. Whoa, Mr. One Percenter here. Yeah, I have. A f- <laughs> I, I have well, them all too. It, it, it pays to go to college, kids. Um, I'm in college. I have. And I'm, I didn't even finish high school. Four Xbox One games, five PS4 games. I'm not. I'm not kidding around. I have like around forty plus Wii U games. There's forty Wii U games. There's. There's. <laughs> see, that's the thing. There's. There's a ton of them. There's a ton of them. And just look. Look at 2015 alone. And since in just this half year, we get Splatoon, <coughs> Super Mario Maker, Xenoblade Chronicles, and Yoshi's Woolly World. That's crazy. For, I actually, and, I think I do own more Wii U games than PS4 games as well. And, um, I, I would, I would like to to note that um, I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I think seven PS4 games, couple uh, probably about the same in Wii U. Uh, my Steam library uh, is 156 games. That's insane. That's it. <laughs> uh, that's it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, gentlemen, I think. Uh, Whoa, I created my profile 10 years ago? Damn. But I think it's uh, time for classic Juan Carlos to come in. Oh. Because, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Juan? <laughs> uh, uh, I have to go. <laughs> No. Um, all right. Uh, well, uh, I uh, real quick, real quick. Yes. Um, if you could make it an elevator pitch, what is your opinion on the value of a game? So we can talk about a mission objective. I I, I think the value of a game, um, like you said, I, I and I talked about it last week. It should remain somewhere affordable to the general public, because uh, I know for a lot of people, sixty dollars is a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So. I would keep it at 60, but I have no problem with season passes and DLC. I mean, that's just the norm because like you mentioned, it's kind of foolish and kind of, you know, greedy to think that all this work that, and games have gotten so complex and it it takes so much time to develop one title to think that $60 is enough. Um, Especially when you're considering all the maps and how much work it really goes into it. Anybody who does programming or sound design, I mean, it's a lot of work. So I, I don't mind paying the, the 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 fees. I just want to feel like I'm getting something for it. And I and like I mentioned, Star Wars Battlefront. I love Star Wars to death, but I'm I'm disappointed in Battlefront because I feel that I'm having a lot of content pulled out. And I think even the one of the programmers for the game mentioned on uh, Reddit that they feel like they know that fans didn't probably feel that they didn't get the content that they thought they were getting. So that that's why like that $50 season pass, I, I know Star Wars is expensive property and I know that there's a, a, a lot of marketing that went behind it. I just wish the game matched the marketing campaign. Absolutely. All right. Uh, good luck, Juan Carlos. Tell the wife we said hi. Uh, don't close your browser so the recording doesn't will not. And uh, listeners, please send us in your uh, your feedback, especially about the conversation we had earlier. Um, I would love to hear what you guys have to say. Absolutely. All right. Good luck, Juan. All right. See you guys. Bye, Juan. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Um, How many Steam games did you say you have? 156. I have 154. Oh. And and I don't even have a gaming piece. I don't I don't have a computer I play games on. In fact, my last login was 300 days ago. There must be some discrepancy in that that number. I don't believe that. And I've I have played Keep talking. I'm going to count how many games I have playtime with on Steam. Oh. Anyway, um I think uh Juan uh stepping down from uh uh his uh 
duties as co-host right now. I think we should start to wrap it up. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I do want to talk about the new CSGO update because it's kind of been a fucking firestorm in the CSGO community. Um, but so, to interrupt, 97 of my Steam games have never been played. Yeah. <laughs> 63 per, that's 63 percent huh okay yeah uh but is there anything you guys want to talk about no i just wanted to talk about the smash brothers direct oh, oh sorry 66 games not played on me <laughs> i just wanted to talk about right. the smash brothers update with our direct which we already did and then about the potential of linkle being in future zelda games but we kind of talked about linkle already too so i'm i'm all out um derek do you have anything else you want to talk about no let's let's move on um, so the CS, um, so CS:GO, um, the number one esports game, as a, uh, as granted by um, the Game Awards, um, a game that I say is all about skill. But it's not best multiplayer um, game of the year. It's not. It's not. Or shooter. Sadly, um, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I say um, one of the best things I love about it is that it's about skill. Um, there's not these rando variables with like perks and kill streaks and armor and like boosts and you know weapons that you find on the map it's knowing how the economy works knowing timings on the map having a good team and knowing your aim like controlling your recoil um they had a big update uh, a few days ago the christmas update and um a uh, they brought uh, a new weapon the r8 revolver <clears throat> it uh takes the <clears throat> excuse me you can swap it out for your desert eagle uh it's 850 dollars, so you can't buy it the first round you can buy it the second round uh, and subsequent rounds. It's a pistol. Uh, it's got two fire modes. Uh, if you right-click, uh, it fires instantly. Um, and it's got about an 80% accuracy. Um, if you... <laughs> Wait, what's happening? Something about destiny? <laughs> Sparrow races? If you, Criminal um, girls what? If you left-click, it, it takes Puts a little you to bit... sleep? It takes a little bit longer to fire... <laughs> because uh, you have to wait for the hammer animation to go back, uh, but it's 100% accuracy. Um, the big problem that we're running into is that, um, uh, and I, I really would like uh, your guys' opinion on it, um, if you play any games um, that you consider competitive. Uh, the problem that we're running into is that it's a, if you do the the sustained shot, it's 100% accuracy if you're not moving, and it can do up to 400 damage, meaning uh, it's a guaranteed kill from the waist up, Anywhere it hits on 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 your body. Um, the big problem is that um, all these like corners and um, angles that people are used to, you know, covering with rifles or SMGs, now are being dominated by these pistols. And the big kind of uh, meme or inside joke in the community is that it's a the game's turned into a wild west shootout. Um, what uh, has there ever been any 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 change to a game that you guys played competitively or a competitive game you follow that um, of this magnitude where a weapon is everybody has a weapon people are using it as their main and it is extremely overpowered have you guys ever run to anything like um, that the closest for me would probably be it's not exactly a change that happened to an existing game but more of a change that happened in a sequel but mm -hmm. when marvel versus capcom 3 came out and they added that x factor ability are you guys familiar with mm -hmm. that um, I, I, I know that it was a big upset, but I don't know about it like specifically. So like basically, you could use it at any point during the match, and you can use it once per match. And depending on how many characters you have left on your team, since it was three-on-three, three, the longer it lasted. And basically what it was, was that it, it essentially like doubled your speed and strength for a certain amount of time. So it's really? like what people would do is just like they would wait dead until they're down to their last person, and then trigger X-Factor, and then just go 
freaking nuts and then just like wipe out all three members of the other team with like really little effort. Or even if you were a good player and you were winning, you could you could combo into your X factor and then make it even harder for the other person to mount a comeback. Wasn't there a thing with Deadpool uh, and Dante that you could have like an infinite combo? There was, but I think they they were pretty good about patching out infinite combos as soon as they would become like well known. Okay, so um, I, I I like the weapon. I like the revolver. It's cool, but it's definitely a, a problem. I played two competitive matches with it, and we were getting complete like like second round guarantee the other team would have it. And the problem is, is that it was replacing because it's one hundred percent accuracy. You could shoot it from across the map. Um, and it was replacing um, like high-powered rifles in certain situations, and it was becoming a problem. Um, so it's a new variable. I guess everybody's kind of hating on it because you know it's different and changes are different. Um, but the big thing, and I also would like your guys' opinion on this, is that they changed the, the the recoil spray patterns of the the two M4 rifles and the AK rifle. How it works, and again, this is why it's a skill game. Is that um, the first shot of those three rifles is 100% accuracy, but it it, uh, it it quickly bleeds off after the third shot. And each weapon has its own recoil pattern. The AK goes up and left and to the left and the right, and it makes like a, a letter T. And what you could do is you could counteract that by moving your mouse down and then right and left to counteract it. What Valve did was they released it is they they flipped it. So instead of a T, it's an upside down T, and it has completely um, changed the uh, the the play for the AK. Now that, that granted, is a huge because the AK spray pattern has remained the same since CS 1.6. That is causing an absolute shitstorm. Um, have you guys ever run into anything like that, or what are your thoughts on? There wasn't really an explanation as to why they made these changes. They just did, and it's really because these people that have been practicing for years and you know getting muscle memory of how the spray pattern work has to throw all of those years of of practice out and relearn the game what, what do you think about that i feel like i have never cared about anything as much as these people care about spray patterns <laughs> yeah but, but um and that's to... a, that's a half joke but just fucking deal with it it have you know it's not like it's only affecting you it literally affects everyone who's ever played the game ever you know i i, I like i like i like that opinion on it um uh, you know it's not like they're like hey i'm out to fuck this person like no <laughs> it affects everybody and they obviously saw a, a reason for doing it and so they did it deal with it so devil's advocate i i now agree with you 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 put it in a very enlightening point of view devil devil's devil's advocate um what about people that um have um professionally do this game as as a living like this is their professional players it it would be like um, suddenly, um, uh, you know, if you're playing hockey, you're Canadian, you understand hockey. It would be like, um, suddenly, and I, I, I think I saw this analogy somewhere, um, that hockey, hockey blades have to be set to a certain dullness on your skates. So shit changes. So, and that's happened before and in I feel like the sports. main reason that the biggest thing, and this is a great conversation f- that works with the, that's great for a variety of topics, but that I feel like that thought process is like when you like you learn something and that's the way you learn it. And then you're you're a pro or you're an expert or you're competitive or whatever. And then that thing changes. You're a novice again. You ha- you know, you're you're then you're on the same 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 point as everyone else. And you have to figure this thing out again. You're going to think negatively about it because you just went from 
you know, and whether it's computers or hockey because they change the blades or whatever, you you're being brought down a notch or five notches or whatever, and you need to relearn it again. You know, one a long time ago, the Commodore sixty four was a big thing, and people programmed for it, and then things changed and then other computers came out and other operating systems came out and other languages came out and you either have to adapt or you have to fuck off. Hmm. And that's literally everything. Hmm. I really like that point of view. Um, I'm going to steal that present it as my own on Reddit and put it in your call of duty review. I'll I'll get downvoted. (laughs) Uh, anything, but I mean, it's true. Like you, regardless of if it's video games or, computers or a sport or like stuff changes and stuff evolves and you can't just get mad because it happens you know when an old person's like oh back in my day we didn't have calculators in our pockets all the time why why do you have to be angry at me because of that (laughs) you know like times change i'm sorry that your life sucked because you didn't have a calculator in your pocket or whatever why is that such a big fucking deal i've never thought about that in my life why are you patronizing me for it that was just one um, example, but no, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I like that, uh, that analogy. Um, but I feel like, uh, we've obviously, I find this interesting cause that's my, you know, game of choice. Um, but, uh, I don't think everybody listening would, but I think it's, it's definitely a really like huge point of contention in the community and it being a game that valve during their summer, <laughs> summer sales, pulled six million dollars off of case keys and different stuff in the game deal with it or fuck off um, Com- commodore sold, sold a lot of 64s but sometimes shit gets outdated and that spray pattern i heard was pretty outdated <laughs> it's it's been around for a minute so um that's it for me you guys uh get into what we've been playing you've been gone for a while derek um what have you been playing? Uh, me no i played a i played a bunch of fallout 4 when i returned from vancouver island this weekend um still still loving it uh there's not really a lot to say about that hasn't been said but as i i'll repeat what i said a few weeks back i've never felt so unfocused in any game as i have in fallout 4 i'll be i'll be like this quest this this quest seems really cool i'm gonna go to this quest and then i'm like oh what's that over there for four hours or whatever a certain amount of time it's great i'm loving it uh aside from that uh on the way to vancouver island i had an opportunity to play my new 3ds for basically the first time Uh, (laughs) really yeah i don't have time for games uh i played a couple of hours on the ferry there's about a two-hour ferry ride to get to the island and there's no wi-fi or really anything to do on that boat. So I played a couple of hours of Yokai Watch. Um, I really like it. I really like most of it. Uh, Natalie, one of our new writers, wrote a review a couple or a few weeks back that I pretty much agree with most of the points that she had. I love the presentation and the production values are fantastic for a 3ds game. And I didn't know that it was possible to have so much voice acting and like anime clips and stuff like that on that console um presentation is really good animations are really good the characters are super interesting and because it's you know the the pokemon games are fairly interesting but their stories are often fairly similar and it just feels refreshing to play a collection based game without with a totally different storyline uh battle system takes a while to get used to but then after that it's fine i think josh you you touched on this quite a bit what do do you what do you not like about the battle system it's just 
I feel like it's, it's always moving. Just you're just not you're just not that involved. Like you you can change the characters that are on the screen at a certain time. Um, you know, target a certain character or whatever, but it's not like in Pokemon where I'm like, I'm going to, it's less strategic. I feel like, like I'm not going to be, Oh, I'm going to use this move on this character. Cause he's weak against this, or I'm going to use this to take that, excuse me, take down this character's stats or something like that. Largely the characters act on their own until, you know, until you either purify them or do like a soul move, which is their ultimate move. And you get to do that and frequently I feel like too. So it's not like, well, and I feel like I've collected a couple of characters. I've probably put about four or five hours into it total now. I feel like I've collected a couple of characters that are, unless it's like a boss battle, I'll just hit their ultimate move right at the beginning of the match and it kills everyone. Like, I feel like they're very powerful, uh, which is, it just, you know, it just is kind of makes it for a kind of boring battle system at that point. But, um, and I don't care for the collection system at all. And you mentioned this, Josh, that it wasn't great. Like basically I fight them and then sometimes they'll be like, Hey, you want to be friends or you can feed them shit during the match (laughs) in which case they might want to be your friend, but it's pretty hit or miss. Like I'm not interested in that at all. Uh, It's it like that. I would, I would almost go to go as far as say to say that element of the game is bad. But the rest of the game is super good, and it definitely makes up for it. Uh, in any case, I would buy it in a second. It's a lot of fun, except for the collection aspect, which is bullshit. Hmm. Do you agree with yeah, that, John? Like that's definitely the worst part of the game for me. I've been trying to cat. I've been trying yeah. to recruit hungrams for like the longest time. Hungrams? Excuse me. What was? Oh, name? they're hungrams. <laughs> he's this grandpa, and he's always hungry. The character, the the yokai's have they're hilarious. Like at one point, there was this kind of ninja person that i can't remember the name of but they said something along the lines of like i'm not the government so don't expect me to bail you out next time or something (laughs) like so funny and there's there's constant witty dialogue like that and i'm having a and and at one point uh, i i I don't even know but i'm having a blast with it and the dialogue is great battle system is fine story is really interesting collection system is confusing as hell and is not very fun (laughs) Uh, uh, would, would what would you rate it on a scale of five and a buy or not buy? Well, I just said I would buy it in a second, like well, forty for seconds who, ago. Who hasn't? The last Pokemon game he played was Pokemon Sapphire. Me? Me? Oh, uh, yeah. It's a. It's. It's not really. It doesn't feel like Pokemon at all. It feels totally different. It's just being heavily compared to Pokemon. It's. It's a lot of fun. It's totally worth the thirty-five bucks or thirty bucks or whatever it costs in your country. Uh, and I love it's broken up into like like smaller chunks. I feel like like you actually get it's uh, episodic. Oh my god! Well, it'll be like chapter one, chapter two, and it's, and so it fe- and it feels that was a joke. I know that, but it it, it feels it wasn't like a joke. It feels like it's broken up into good chunks where I'll be like, I'll play this chapter and then I'll stop, and it, it each chapter feels like it has closure, and um, you just get good points to break the story. It almost feels like each chapter is like an episode of the anime or something like that where you're like here here's where i'm gonna stop uh and so p- pacing feels really good and it. it's super fun though definitely pick it up right on. um josh what have you been playing um, i haven't been playing a whole lot this week because of finals but i started up wwe 2k16 which i'm sad juan left because um i was playing it and this is one this is one of many games that shouldn't have even bothered having the option of playing while you installed it because 
I tried to start it while it was when it said ready to start, and there was only four characters playable, and everything was really slow. Like the menus were choppy. Like it would take, I think it took about a good seven minutes to get out of the like developer names at the beginning when you first started up. So to the point where I thought it was frozen at first. And when I actually did get to play, it was like a slideshow, so I just turned it off. But when everything was finally fully installed, Megan made the uh, same comment that I was thinking while I was playing, and that's that everyone just looks really terrible, which is unfortunate because last year their excuse was like they were just moved. It was their first game on the new consoles, and they needed to get used to them. But this year is exactly the same, where it's like a few characters, like the ones they really wanted to focus on, like Randy Orton. John Cena, John Cena, do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> um, and then Finn <laughs> Finn Balor. Um, for some reason, Goldust always looks really good, and everyone else just like looks like some shitty creative character that they slap together. And I don't know, it's it's disappointing that the presentation isn't where I feel like it should be after these games have been coming out. And maybe it is because it's that, annual that they don't have enough time to properly work on it. But when you said like shitty creative characters, I don't know why I was reminded mm-hmm. of this. But I went to a music festival up here, um, and a guy I DJ with like it was my first time going to this music festival because I was it always fell on the week of Comic Con, except for this year. So I wanted to be like that douchey asshole that had like really stupid outfits, like two or three a day. And you and, are. Uh, I did, and I was, and I are. Um, and I, I put one on. It was like My Little Pony leggings and a t-shirt. My Little Pony t-shirt, just a bunch of bullshit. And I come walking out of my tent, and uh, it was in the morning. Everybody was hungover, and a guy I DJ with is like, "Man, you look like a fucked up creative character, Tony Hawk." <laughs> <laughs> and that always stuck with me. So, do you think that the the poor, um, uh, I, I don't know, quality of the characters is it like bad mocap, bad? <laughs> No, it's not just, the mocap. It's just the character yeah. models themselves. Like the first character I picked was Tyler Breeze, um, who I'm planning on. Cu- well, not not mocap, but like, do do you think that some some superstars they spent more time on scanning them in? Like, is it bad scanning or is it just bad reproduction? I feel like, well, I know that they scan some of them, but I feel like what it is is like the ten wrestlers or so that they actually give a shit about. They like scan in, and make sure they look good, and I'm pretty sure they don't scan everybody. So I think that might be part of the problem. Like, for example, like Finn Balor is like a, one of these new wrestlers on their developmental show that has a lot of hype around him. And he has this big elaborate entrance where he dresses like a demon and this kind of stuff. So they had all these like developer diaries of how they got his mocap down perfect and how they did his face scanning. And there was this documentary after documentary on how they did him specifically. And of course, lo and behold, he's like one of the people that looks really good. And then I picked Tyler Breeze, like I said, who was like the one that I wanted to use first. And his face looks swollen. Like he looked like when I tried to make a character on Mass Effect, and he just looks like he's got his ass kicked, or like his face was caved in. Like it, and it kind of takes you out of it when your favorite wrestler looks like crap, and then someone that you hate looks like a million bucks. So, um, but yeah, that's about. All. I mean, otherwise though, it's just another wrestling game. Um, and then mm. besides that, I was also playing. It's funny that we were talking about the Pokemon comparisons because I was I started up Pokemon Omega Ruby again because. Since I don't have a lot of time to play lately, um, I've just kind of been in the mood to pick up something that I could just pick up for a little while and not have to really get too involved in. So I've been trying to breed um, high-level Pokemon for that. I'm trying to breed high-level Pokemon that have Mega Evolutions, so I've been working on Slowbro, and I really want to get a shiny one, but it's not working, and I'm getting annoyed. But that's about <laughs> it. Hmm. Um, I, like I said, 
played a little bit Counter Strike. Yeah. Um, I did. Uh, I did do a douchey thing. I was, <laughs> I was matchmaking with uh, some people I know, and um, it was a real tense moment. Everybody was super quiet, and there was like one guy on one bomb site and this girl on another bomb site. And this girl, when she plays, she gets really stressed out and like, you know, she's fun to play with, but she'll scream and yell again, freak out. And they're super quiet, and everyone's sitting there. They're waiting for the terrorists to like try to push one of the bomb sites. Nothing gets said for like 20 seconds. And then I just pull up the John Cena video on my phone and put it up to a microphone. So all of a sudden, just, I just name is John Cena right into everybody's ears. And she's like, You motherfucker, oh my God. <laughs> it was like the funniest thing ever. I guess you had to be there. So, uh, mission objective. Last week, we asked you guys what your uh, uh, game of uh 2016 was um do you guys have any responses i don't think anyone knows what their game of 2016 is did you just say 2016 yeah 2015 2015 uh yeah i got i got quite any a few responses, responses. um are one of our writers uh at first he said this isn't easy need more time so we'll put him aside uh carlos l said <laughs> carlos lopez friend of the show lover of tomba says bloodborne hater of <laughs> yeah, shane, of shane. <laughs> Uh, Scott V says, hard to decide now that I'm finally going through Xenoblade Chronicles X. And then Vanessa V said, until dawn. Then Matt came back and said Xenoblade Chronicles X, but it wasn't easy with Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate and Splatoon being in contention. And then our very own Eric Francisco said Rise of the Tomb Raider. Jimmy R said Xenoblade. And Ash P said, it's looking like it's going to be Yoshi's Woolly World. Eric, you got any responses? Yeah, so we have uh, Kyle A, who said, obvious answer for me would be Fallout 4, probably the game I've played the most this year, and that's sad considering it just came out in November. Graham H. said Rocket League, logged over 133 hours played. Uh, Mike D. said three-way tie between Ori and the Blind Forest, Halo 5, and Just Cause 3. Mm, You might as well make it a four-way tie between Unity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, drop in D because Just Cause Three is awesome, but there's been a, there's a lot of problems. Oh no, I was just saying mm, drop because uh, I thought he said Mike. He he also loves. Uh, oh yeah. see, uh, see. The, he I also told loves you. Unity, so. Uh, I'll t- loves, I, tell you, I got a funny bugs. story for you, Josh. After at the end of the uh, yeah, yeah. podcast, uh, Dylan L said, "So far, Just Cause Three. My reasoning is simple. It's dedicated to single player offline gameplay. It's easy to play. Sorry, it's easy to play, but offers significant challenges. It doesn't take itself too seriously, and it's exactly what I think everyone wanted as a sequel to Just Cause Two. Hard to discount. It's awesome based on the existence of a season pass. Given that almost every AAA title has one now, my only real complaint." Uh, that would stop the game from getting 10 out of 10 for me is the incredible loading times paired with a plethora of glitches and crashes. Uh, and then he said, honorable mention goes to need for speed. Uh, I've also got Evan, uh, Evan B who said Witcher. I think this answer is obvious. And Nathan M said, I haven't played. Uh, I pretty much haven't played anything but destiny all year, but I'm in love with the Witcher. So much witching. <laughs> so much witching. Um, I got uh, Samantha R said Octodad for PS4 because I love Tentacle, I love Octodad. Um, she said she loves that game. William E. said, I think Splatoon is my I, game of the was, year. I was Octodad 2015, though. I don't think if it was. I think the PS4 release was. Maybe. Well, we'll let it slide. Um, uh, uh, William E., I, I think Splatoon is my game of the year. I don't typically play, typically like shooters, but it's so innovative and unique. Still totally playing and enjoying it. And Ryan J said, "Cod Blops two and the three sixty dot 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 dot." She I, just she really loves Octodad because it came out on PS4 in April of 2014. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy says he likes Cod Blops two and the three sixty because I put more time in that than Destiny Blops three and Minecraft this year. 
Um, then Michael M said Kung Fury because the 20 teens are the 80s again and the turn up is real. Um, Kung, did, Kung, S, did you say Kung Fury? There's there's a side scrolling beat 'em up Kung Fury game. Is it out already? I thought they just announced it at the Game Awards. Uh, nope. It's been hmm. out since May. Oh, but I saw a commercial for it. Maybe. Okay. Um, Canyon S said Witcher Three, amazing universe, well developed characters, a wonderful gameplay, awesome soundtrack, a beautiful and well imagined world with 200 plus hours of quest side quests, exploring, so much to do, so little time due to work. Then Michael M came back and said, "I agree with Canyon. Better than Fallout in graphics, quest system, cutscene, and storyline." That is it, guys. Um, around the site, um, I uh, my around the site again is a uh, selfish uh, promotion. For my Monday music, um, I'm trying to branch out and get a lot of diverse stuff that I'm listening to. This week was Lil Wayne's two, a uh, Lil Wayne's No Ceilings two mixtape. Uh, there's a lot of really cool covers on there. I really like his uh, cover of My Name Is and not cover, just reimagine. They use they they use the instrumental from the original song and um, his Hotline Bling reimagine is really really good. Um, uh, but check out my review. I uh, get into it some more. It's free, so you can download it. Uh, what do you got, Derek? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, it's MC Dave, right? I always get confused between MC Dave or Mick Dave. I, I just say Mick Dave, but I call like all MCs, like MC Lars, like Mick Lars, just cause okay. I'm- so MC Dave, uh, he just posted this morning, a review of, uh, this film called, uh, room, which just went wide. I don't even know if it went wide, but it's out in some theaters now. That was it's, my close second for around the site. It's, uh, it's an, it's an absolutely incredible film with a, phenomenal phenomenal performances by both al uh not allison brie brie larson uh and this <laughs> and who was also in community but uh in but uh, <laughs> by both her and this uh small newcomer who's a child his name is jacob tremblay it's about this woman who's uh brie larson's character who is kidnapped uh and basically held in a room for years uh, and it's uh, it's 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 a movie where you you should watch it on a day where you're not like you're going to be just heartbroken and sad when you come out of it. So don't have any like fun plans afterwards. Uh, but it's an it's an incredible film. He did a great job on the review for it. Uh, I agree with it pretty much completely. Give it a read. Um, give it a read and give the movie a watch for sure. Right on, Josh. Um, mine would just have to be the NX article. Yeah, it was. It was. We only kind of talked about ad nauseum, but it's really comprehensive of what right. to expect. I'm looking forward to that announcement. Um, um, and again, mission objective this week for you guys and gals, um, and Z's and G's and all the non-binary um, gender identities in between. Um, what do you think the value of a modern AAA uh, video game is? Um, sixty dollars, more than sixty dollars, less than sixty dollars. Um I, I thought we covered this an hour ago and that the answer was it's relative. But I want to hear the listeners' opinion and get some feedback with our valued fans. Yeah, and then mine my, my answer is no don't, different from last don't week. Don't you know about starting a dialogue, Derek? <laughs> starting a dialogue. Like I I mean, you are the special guest, so you might not know how things run around here, but we'd like to have a dialogue with our fans. I just feel like it's a weird question. <laughs> It's not weirder than any of the other random ass questions we have on it's there. It's way weirder. I feel like, especially the way it's worded, it's just like like people would be like thirty dollars. <laughs> well, then they have to explain why. It should be free. As always, you can find us on Geekscape.net. Is all that us, free? Is it uh, free? Geekscape.net. Then is I don't free. care. <laughs> then I don't care. <laughs> we're, we're never having this guest back ever again. Yeah, I have a feeling he, I, like I, everything ran I have smoothly. A he's going to keep finding his way back on. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything went smoothly until he until he came back. You know, we had great discussions. It flowed. We covered more topics because this guy likes to ramble. I like to ramble. You're the one that talked about fucking spray patterns for forty. It's minutes. important. It's big. <laughs> Find us on Geekscape.net. Follow us on Twitter at Geekscape Games. I am at Shane O'Hare on Twitter. Um, I am SS Jacob on gaming platforms. I am at D Cranabelt. I am at Ian and Joshua just about everywhere so I could talk to you about my spray patterns. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll see you guys back here next week. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye. <laughs>